Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. You should already know, but in case you don't, I'm going to put it there right on your screen where you can follow me. Follow Wrestling Realm at Wrestling Realm. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Join the Facebook group page. We had a lot of fun in there. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Go ahead and click the bell notification right now. Uh, thank you for joining me live. I got a huge show coming up for you today. Right now, it starts off with me solo. But coming up, I will be joined by the one and only Miss Britt. Waters as we discuss AEW, WWE, and so much more. But let me get right into it. SmackDown Live just went off the air. We saw Goldberg, folks, and Roman Reigns. It's personal. Roman said somebody who doesn't deserve the title holding his title in his yard. I'm interested. Where are we going with this? This is going to have to be a main event for one of the nights. WrestleMania two-night event. Michael Cole said it's so big that they couldn't do it in one night. They had to do two. So that's what I want to see. What up, Dave? Dave in the chat, man. I appreciate you joining me live. I definitely promise you this will be a good show that you will all enjoy. Um, But yeah, so, you know, we got, um, as far as that's concerned, you know, Roman Reigns, it, you know, this was a simple, it was no need for them to fight, simple contract signing. I know we're used to seeing the big, the rolling, the tussling. You know what? Let's save it. We, Roman's a veteran at this point. Um, I counted the other day. I think he did four, wait, WrestleMania 31, 2, 3, 4, and 6. So he's, this is fifth out of six WrestleMania where he is in a main event championship picture Either or, because yes, Undertaker is just as big as the championship. So, um, you know, that that's definitely going to happen. Uh, moving on, one of the things uh, me and Britt, we're going to talk about, you'll hear that, the interview was pre-taped, but you'll hear, we talked about Sasha and Bailey and potentially this feud. Well, guess what, folks? They're not going to fight one-on-one. I've been saying I didn't want to see this. Instead, no, I'm not getting my wish as a tag team match, but Paige made an announcement and it's going to be official. Bailey will be defending her championship against Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Tamina, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. So Sasha and Bailey, you saw that look that they had, and that right there was interesting. You know, it's all telling a story. Okay, this is what I'll say. Let this be the beginning and then take us there next year. Get us there next year where they have the full on fledged feud, you know, Hogan Macho Man-esque. It's that simple. So, um, also tonight on SmackDown, we saw the Miz and Morrison come out there and they made fun of every team, the New Day. I thought it might be just the New Day and the um, Usos. It was a good co- comedic sketch. I didn't hate it. We also saw Otis lose his mind, losing his mind. He's, he wants Mandy Rose. He he dropped the ball, essentially, being late on the date, and Dolph Ziggler missed a steal your girl. He's not stealing shows anymore, but he is always stealing girls. So And that's exactly what he did. Uh, we saw him on Total Divas. Shout out to those wrestling girls, Krista B and Queen PR. They always make a mention of Total Divas and tie it in. I was just listening to their show where they went over the women of WrestleMania. Definitely check that out. I promise you will enjoy it. But 
Um, it, you know, this night, I mean, Dolph Ziggler, I remember when he was trying to take Nikki Bella from John Cena. It's like, dude, of course, you know, we think we know everything. We're saying, is this dude crazy? He could really try to take Nikki Bella from John Cena and hurt his career. Nonetheless, so that was it, you know, on SmackDown. I mean, you know, you had an opening contest. You had uh, Daniel Bryan and Gulak up against uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke. I, I think I, I got to double check because I was doing a bunch of things, but I do think we are getting a Daniel. It's a potential Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn match at WrestleMania. Could be wrong. But ladies and gentlemen, make sure you jump in the chat. Let me know what you think. Um, what do you think about WrestleMania? I know it's a look, it's happening, folks. ESPN is running specials. They don't have much, they don't have sports anyway. So they're running specials. They're giving us classic WrestleMania's. <laughs> WrestleMania 30, I think I had the list. Um, let me see if I can pull that up for you really quickly. And for those who do not know, but I do think it was like WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania. Um, no, that's not it. Not on that chat. And I get a lot of group chats and. That tends to happen. I mix them up. Okay. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> but either, either way, it's more the recent WrestleManias. So I want to know how you guys feel about that as opposed to it being, um, you know, them going back in the day. Uh, you know, they call it their demon it classics. But, and I don't have the exact WrestleManias, but... I'm, yeah, so we got WrestleMania 30. I do know that's the one they mentioned on television. And, yeah, so anyway, uh, <laughs> forgive me. Didn't know I was going there, you know. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn it over. I'm going to go to break. So, I've been busy, you know, we quarantine, So, I've been busy. Before I go into, you know, before Brittany, jo Brit, excuse me, Britt joins me on the episode we're, I'm going to give you a preview of my interview coming up to air later this weekend with the one and only Reality of Wrestlers Diamonds Champion, the prodigy, Roxy. So here's the uh, clip from that interview, and then I'll take you right in to the discussion it's Britt Waters and I had. Can you talk about the moment? Because I saw the raw emotion in your eyes. That moment... When the mat, when the referee hit the three count and the bell rung and your name was announced as the champion. Oh, there was, uh, that, that was very emotional, as you could tell. Um, I actually had one person, this was like a few, maybe like a few weeks after it happened. And I had one person ask me, uh, they're also a wrestler. And they were like, why did you cry? And I thought about it and I was just like, because I love it. Like I, I, I love it so much. And it just, it, it hits, it hits home because I, I grew up saying that I would do this and I did it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on this episode of Break It Down with Brian H, I am joined by somebody who's actually right down the road on 95. I'm from Baltimore City. DC, and we happen to share a last name. We haven't figured out the relationship yet, but we will. And as the one, the only, the Britt Waters. Britt, how are you doing today? I am doing so well because I get to talk about wrestling. <laughs> so, you know, before we actually jump into the show, I got to ask you this because I ask everybody this. How long have you been a fan? What was your earliest wrestling memory? I don't know my earliest memory, but I became a fan because my older cousin, Darren, he's like a big brother to me, is a super wrestling fan. And I was always interested in why he was more obsessed with that than like football and basketball and things like that. Plus, I'm from South Jersey, mm -hmm. which is just maybe about 15 minutes outside Philadelphia, the birthplace of ECW. So it's kind of hard to avoid in that <laughs> area. So I went on and became a wrestling fan for a while. Um maybe like lost track around college because I didn't have TV. And then I would like to say that John Cena brought me back into it. The Doctor of Thugonomics is definitely an era that I am obsessed with. Um, at a time when everybody was listening to hip hop, I was listening to pop music and I like happy rappers like Will Smith. So seeing Cena in that role just kind of brought me back into it and I never left. <laughs> 
Now, we're going to talk about Cena and The Fiend later in the show because you brought up something. I'm going to just ask you this real quick before we get into that. Will we see a return of the Doctor of Thugonomics? We saw a preview sort of last year. Yeah, we saw that last year. But will we see it full time? You see what The Fiend has this theme he has been doing. Let me give you a little bit of time to think about that one. Um, but, uh, you know, so you and I, we uh, actually met at AW. The, the first Dynamite first show. ever. Can you believe that? I know, right? And to think, I remember that night um, going, and I was kind of tired, like, leading up to it. And I was like, no, I got to go because history is going to be made. And I mean, an incredible show. I really appreciate everything that Cody is doing. Sure, I'm critical of some of the things they do, but that's like anything yes. else. That's what wrestling fans do. But overall, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Wrestling fans are wrestling's biggest hater. <laughs> yeah, you know, but overall, I will say it's beautiful to have an alternative, something that we never thought we would see. You know, we had the Monday Night Wars. We never thought we would see a Wednesday Night Wars. But um, I got, so jump right into it. AEW, they brought on Matt Hardy has officially joined AEW. <laughs> Where were you when you saw it? What was your first uh, first? I was reaction? right over there on my couch. <laughs> I was actually um, so me and one of my wrestling friends who does radio as well. Mm-hmm. We like kind of like commentate during the show, so okay. like via text. So it was a shock because I felt like we all knew it was going to happen. I don't think anyone thought it was going to happen. On the very first AEW Dynamite with no fans, the first like quarantine episode, as I like to say. And I think that at that moment, AEW won the entire quarantine. Like, it was perfect. I even say that just the way the show started off, mm-hmm. to me, the way Cody cut that promo. And yes. he went out there calling out the elite. It's something that I've personally been doing on my show because I love uh-huh. Kenny Omega. I like the Young Bucks, um, and I but I've always seen them as big stars. But to me, they aren't behaving that way. Yeah, I mean, we see <laughs> Cody. Cody is supposed to be the face of AEW, and he is jobbing every week. I'm like, I'm so tired of seeing Cody lose. It's crazy. <laughs> But what was powerful about the promo to me is that he didn't have the walk up. He didn't have to hype the empty crowd. It started with him in the ring, in position, zoned in, and it was a conversation with us. And I think that kind of made me forget the whole fact that there wasn't a crowd and we didn't know what was going to happen in the show. You brought up a good point there. I didn't even think about that part. So definitely appreciate you bringing that up. Um, and then, you know, calling out Kenny Omega. Here's a guy, New Japan. Um, dare say some of the matches of the century two or three times with Okada. Yes. And I, I always look at it like this. When I tell people who haven't watched wrestling yet, check out this guy, Kenny Omega. Because yep. you see those New Japan matches, they're great. But the way he was being booked in AEW... It's just like, like you said, he's not behaving like a star. So He's fading. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't start out that way. Because I loved his storyline with Moxley. I thought that was great because I thought those two would have been the guys of AEW before, you know, we had what we have today. Um, like, when we go back to the night we met, the first Dynamite show, all of the talk was Mox. It was Kenny Omega. It was Cody. It wasn't anyone else besides, of course, Chris Jericho. But, you know, it was like I thought he had the most potential and I thought he was going to be the first one to hold the belt. Yeah. Now, what you think about what he said to Hangman Page? I, I mean, I feel like he shouldn't be talking, right? <laughs> I'm like, it's a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black now, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, I think the difference with me when I watch Cody, Cody looks good losing. Like these stories, you get invested in it, you know. I'm um, so tired of seeing Cody lose. I, mean, I get it, but he at least he, you know, the match with MJF and the, the whole build up, at least he looked good doing it, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, you remember um, on Space Jam when uh-huh. uh, they told Michael Jordan he looked good striking out? <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's Cody. So it's just like, you know, but to me, when Omega loses, it doesn't look that good. It's just like, okay, or Hangman Page, it doesn't look that good. So, and even the Young Bucks, like, I understand, I respect what they did for Private Party. I just Uh wish that would have happened maybe 
later in the rounds, not in the first yeah. round you lose it. I feel like AEW storylines are very, it's a faster pace than what we may be used to with WWE. Mm -hmm. um, even the MJF turn, I thought could have been built up more. But then when I thought about it, I was like, this actually worked perfectly. But I'm just used to it building up more because I'm used to watching WWE, you know? Yeah. Now, were so you at that show? So where they do stretch storylines forever. Yeah. Did you go to that show when um uh, I forgot the name of it uh the one that was in, in Baltimore. Baltimore yeah Baltimore what was that called I don't remember I didn't I missed that one okay yeah I was out yeah. of town myself so I was I was in New York it. I went to AEW in DC I went in Philly of course I had to go in Philly um, <laughs> so yeah it was great all right now you know um. We saw the Dark Order bringing on WWE <laughs> fans know him as Lou Harper. He's now Brody Lee. Your Brody, reaction. okay. I like it because I'm a big Luke Harper fan. I'm, I'm building myself to be a big Brody Lee fan. But I don't see him as a super, like, he's not very dark to me. Oh. Brody Lee doesn't seem, for him to be at that position of the Dark Order, I thought that person, that role was going to be more of like a legend or an older guy who wouldn't okay. be like actively doing in-ring work, but kind of just orchestrating the Dark Order. So it, it took me for a turn, but I have to see how he shakes off Luke Harper and becomes Brody Lee. Hopefully he will become a little bit more heelish. What mm. do you think? I, I'm interested. It's I wasn't a fan of this whole story, this Dark Order. I thought it was just like, <laughs> oh, here it is. You know, I don't care about none of this stuff. They got my attention with Brody Lee, though. I have to say that. Yeah. I honestly thought it was good. That's where they were going to plug Matt Hardy in, though. I heard that, too. <laughs> I heard that, too. But I don't think the Matt Hardy that we have in this moment mm -hmm. could have carried it. Yeah, no that's shame. True. <laughs> that's true. Now, I did have you... to see how Matt changes, too. I mean, I'm so used to him, like, angry tweeting every week. And, like, I have to see what he's going to do to change his persona. Did you get a chance to check out his interview with Chris Jericho? I haven't yet. All right. Well, what is, I didn't he was see, on Talk to Jericho? Yeah. Um, I saw a clip that they posted on um, YouTube, and he talked about why he left, and the whole thing was that he wanted a more prominent role on TV. He didn't want to just be that veteran in the locker room. He wanted a more prominent role, yeah. and that's the reason why. And he thought that that situation with Randy Orton maybe would have led to something because it was supposed to be a one-off, but it ended up working mm -hmm. out. So he said, but you know what? Nah, I, it, I'm done. So I'm going to be interested to see where they go, especially as we get in the blood and guts. Do the elite overcome the inner circle? What do you think? No. <laughs> the elite has, has pretty much shown us that they're not elite every week. Mm -hmm. Every week. I'm like... I but I keep coming back for more. I like want a temporary tattoo on my neck. Like I'm so confused oh, wow. as to why I still think that they are elite when they don't win. <laughs> yeah. Now, and, you know, you, you, I, I'm, you know, Chris Jericho, for what he's meant to AEW, I think it's been phenomenal. Uh, he's clearly their biggest star, the crossover appeal. What do you think? And are you surprised to see now so many people singing his theme music? No, I think what Chris Jericho is doing for AEW is he's mostly doing it for wrestling. I think Chris Jericho and even MJF a little bit, they are the people that are, are penetrating people that are outside of the wrestling world. People are like, what is this guy who has a whole cruise ship singing a song and he's like almost 50 years old looking, wearing a blazer with no shirt. Like, it's just things that are seem very like the making of the Ric Flair's, the Rock's, the people that are household names to people mm -hmm. who have never seen a wrestling match in their life. I think that Jericho is getting there, and I think that MJF can get there. Is it time to put Chris Jericho in the conversation of the greatest to ever do it? We talk Austin, Rock, Hogan, Flair, Sean, Taker. Is it time to put Jericho in that conversation? I think Jericho deserves to be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um... We'll see what he does next to get there and to maintain it now that he doesn't have the belt. Um, that's going to be important. But I think a lot of the people who you think are the biggest stars aren't really the big stars because of their in-ring work. It's because of what they do outside of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think, no shade, but like the Bella Twins, 
I was so excited to see them get into the Hall of Fame because all my girlfriends know who the Bella Twins are and none of my girlfriends know anything about wrestling. <laughs> so people that are able to do that for the business, that's what I think Chris Jericho can do. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think he'll get there. And the last in the AEW talk, I got to bring this up. I got to bring up uh, Brandy Rhodes and what she's doing, uh, being a woman of color behind the scenes. And this week we saw her retrieved to being Eden Styles when she <laughs> made, I think uh, she quote tweeted herself when she said she would never ring announce again. Never and it was, ring announce again. <laughs> yeah, kind of all hands on deck. Um, what do you think about her? And I got to ask you this. What do you think about AEW's women's division? I love Brandy Rhodes. When we met, I had a Brandy Rhodes shirt on. <laughs> you mm-hmm. remember? We have that picture. Yeah. Um, I love her because I, I think a lot of the black women in wrestling aren't getting the shine that they deserve and should have deserved. You know, the Jackies, the Naomi's, the, the like, the list goes on and on. But I think Brandy having the position that she does, it shows a lot. It means a lot. And to see her do every aspect of AEW and ring announcing again is amazing. Like I just. I love Brandy Rhodes, and I think that people overlook her because of like the in-ring stuff. But mm-hmm. her as a personality is amazing. AEW's women's division needs work. I, I gotta say, it. it's <laughs> women's month, and you making me say it. Uh- <laughs> it, it, it it's it's women's month, so I want to say nice things. But okay. AEW's women's division needs work. Well, I can say I can have the talent, but mm-hmm. do you, what do you like? <laughs> As a huge women's wrestling fan, as uh, somebody who's worked with quite a f- uh, few of them at, when I used to work with uh, WSU Wrestling outside uh, um, in uh, New Jersey, I know they have the talent. Allie is like one of my favorite people in wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, inside and outside. Um, Britt Baker, she was their free agent signing, but for some reason... It's just not connecting. Now, though, with Big Swole, I think Big Swole is the dance partner that she needs because mm-hmm. that's going to get people going. I respect what Kenny Omega was doing with Rio and some of the Japanese ladies. I just thought that I was kind of hoping that they were going with Nyla Rose first and then perhaps building Rio up to slay her instead of doing it the other way around. But I understand you had a heel uh, men's champion first, so maybe you wanted a, yeah. a baby face women's champion first. We definitely but, needed a baby face. And I think yeah. because I, I think it meant more for Nyla to come second too, so we could celebrate her in a bigger way okay. for um, her community and not just, here's the belt, you know? That's I wouldn't want her to just be like, you know, you're the first one, here's the belt. Um, but yeah, they have the talent. For sure. I think we need to see more of stories, but mm-hmm. it could be a timing thing. We're just getting used to AEW, so we have to break down all of their stories. They don't have, you know, the time that other wrestling things have, and not everyone's watching the the dark episodes, so maybe they'll miss some of, like, the women's storytelling that goes on on there. Yeah. That could be it. But I don't know why it's not meshing for me. I see tons of talent, tons of hard workers, tons of great big personalities but i'm not seeing it translate yeah and i think it will i um and i'm gonna give you know like anything else i mean wwe's women's mm-hmm. division didn't start off great <laughs> you know uh they, <laughs> they came a long way even when there were good stories there for some reason they mm-hmm. weren't clicking uh i was listening to uh, those wrestling girls and they brought up the fact that there were 10 wrestling- yeah shout out to uh Krista B and why I'm oh my goodness um the other lady's name is escaping yes. me at the moment she won't kill me but <laughs> it brought up ten WrestleManias that didn't have women's matches and one of the things I forgot was WrestleMania 29 and I was like wait a minute that was the match that got canceled you know mm-hmm. unfortunately and so um but. You know, thankfully, Queen PR. That's the other lady's name. <laughs> there but, we go. Yeah, you know, I couldn't couldn't escape let that happen. But um, you know, so they like you said, they have the history. So we'll see. Now let's get into this WrestleMania talk. WrestleMania is going to take place over the course of two days. Rumored, empty arena. How do you feel? Like, be honest. 
Are you? Do you think they should have postponed it? They should have did something else. How you feel? In a perfect world, yes, I would love it to postpone. Mm-hmm. In wrestling world, we can't stretch these storylines out until October. It's just not possible. And I'm already invested. Mm-hmm. Like, were, were you at Raw the other, like, what, the last actual Raw that we could go to in D.C.? I missed that um, one. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I so it. what was funny is that me and my friends, we were at Raw, and mm-hmm. we were like, yo, next week has all the big stars. Like, you know, and, like, have it Undertaker, Stoke, everyone was being, you know, promoted to be next week. And then, of course, that show you hate got that? canceled. <laughs> when you go to the show yeah, but and they tell about I'm next week. I'm glad I was there. <laughs> I'm glad I was there because it ended up being the last one we could go to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it it's it's upsetting, but I understand they have to they have to the show must go on. You've been building up these matches. I want to see the matches. You can't tell me, oh, we're just going to do it later in October. Will it feel like WrestleMania? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Will it still be a big deal? I think so. I think them. I think they know that. And I think they're using the last few weeks as a test run. I don't think everything went as smoothly the first quarantine episodes as I call it, but, you know, bringing Gronk on, I want to see what he's got to say. I'm going to watch it regardless. It's not like we have anything else to do. We're all stuck in the house. (laughs) It's not like we can watch any other sports. And I can appreciate what uh, AEW and WWE is doing by still Mm -hmm. entertaining us as long as they can, you know, um, and, you know, obviously praying for their safety and well-being, but, I, you know, I really appreciate this. I'm looking forward to seeing... Like you said, that was the key. How are we going to stay invested in these stories moving forward? Now, let's go through some of the matches. The to me, the main event: Brock versus Drew McIntyre. Yes, it hurts me that this is <laughs> this is Drew's mania moment. Mm-hmm. But that's the cards he's handed, right? How long were you, were you a big fan of his his first run? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was rushed, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm so invested in more of the, the long term stories. Like one okay. of my favorite storylines is, of course, like Kofi's eleven years. Like I Ooh. like to see things develop. So I like I like Drew much more now than I did then. Um, okay. Yeah, and I think it's really cool for him to be up against Brock. I'm tired of seeing Brock, but I feel like this will add another layer to it. And they kind of sold me in the Rumble. Yeah. Well, and, you know, for me, Drew, I liked him his first run. I loved him, the old music, to be honest with you. And he was the chosen one, but then he fell off. And I was like, no, nah, this guy, he has it. And then he just didn't recover. He left, went to TNA or Impact. I think it might have been Impact. These the are the stories we live for. We want yeah. the guy who left and went to TNA and came back. And now he's headlining WrestleMania. Like, that is, that's what we live for. That's what I love. Like, yeah. You know, like like Christian. Remember when Christian yep. left? Got you know, mm-hmm. and it came back and showed like, hey, I'm a main eventer, uh, and it's going to be weird because we wanted to see Drew get that mega pop after Slay and Brock Lesnar, but this is a guy like when you look at these two toe to toe, it's not forced. Like in a real uh-huh. fight, you may if you don't know anything about like Brock Lesnar's UFC background, you say, wait, yeah. you could pick either or. Yeah. Roman, maybe. Seth, not at all. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but Drew McIntyre, you look at these guys, if you just don't know nothing about wrestling or UFC, you're like, oh, man, that's going to be a fight right there. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we're not going to get that. Now, what about Goldberg and Roman? How did you feel when Goldberg beat The Fiend? No. No. <laughs> no. And no, and no, and no, and no. I get it. Because we needed The Fiend versus Cena. But I don't know. I feel like we have not grasped Roman because he hasn't had, he's had so many opportunities. I'll put it that way. So many opportunities. But can he really show off his real essence of him against Goldberg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think so? No. It's, 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 it's strictly for... The it's not for us, not for us wrestling fans. It's strictly for sure ESPN. Ain't. It sure ain't for us. But I mean, I'm it... still gonna watch. Right. Well, if it's a two night mania, don't you put this on the no first night? There's no world where I think I would ever root for Goldberg. I'm trying to think 
who with youth on the roster, I would root for him beating. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. But am I a super Roman Reigns fan? No. For real? <laughs> I mean, I like him, but he's not like the t-shirt I go for every time. Okay. I, I, I feel I, like you like him because it's one of those people that you like. Like how yeah. you look at people when you ask them like who's their favorite wrestler and you're just like Roman Reigns. You're like, oh, okay. I, I do feel like this, you know, putting the title on Goldberg was to prevent us from booing Roman. Uh, mm-hmm. We went over, we went almost a, well, it's about over a year now where we wasn't booing. I think they want to keep it that way. So it's like, well, hey, let's give it to Goldberg because they, they'll boo Goldberg before they boo They're Roman. They're definitely not rooting for Goldberg. But mm-hmm. Roman did win me. I think Roman, this is, you might not like this. Oh. I am a big King Corbin fan. I might be the only King Corbin fan. You and my boy Blake. <laughs> Blake, what up? <laughs> um, so I really liked him and Roman's story. I loved it. I love the rivalry. They kept the matches kept happening, but they kept them building momentum. And they kept like making me want more, and it put me on Roman's side a little bit more. You know, I'm rooting for him against Goldberg. How long? Are. How long have you been a Corbin fan? <laughs> a while. Um, not since he had the hair. The hair was was not my thing. Okay. But like the type of heel he is, I appreciate. There are so many people. I, I don't want to call them out because I, I love all, everybody as a wrestler. I love all the superstars. But there's certain promos that I'm just not sold on. Like I just can't. Like I'm not listening to this mm-hmm. because I, I don't buy it. And this is for the 12 year olds that are in the crowd. But when he touches that mic the hate that is ensued between people like it's just like crazy it's believable it's like i really believe in his head that he thinks that he is king corbin he's better than all of y'all the way he translates it to social media you think it's like actually him i love king corbin i i knew when he he's the star when he was going chasing the king of the ring and he kept <laughs> putting on the crown and i said it makes sense for him to win because yeah. he's going to annoy us the same way Owen Hart did. Mm-hmm. And it was a match. They was in Baltimore. It was Labor Day. And he was facing Seth Rollins. And you know when they go to, I think it was during the commercial break or it may have been in a dark match. And yeah. he grabbed the mic. And, you know, the fans started chanting, Corbin sucks. He really, really sucks. So he grabs the mic and go, Corbin's good. He's really, really good. <laughs> and that was the moment for me where he became... Somebody I wanted to see go away to no, I want to see him get his butt kicked. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, you, you're an Eagles fan, I'm a, a Ravens fan, but the one mm-hmm. team I hate is the New England Patriots. Maybe not so much now that Tom Brady's gone. We can agree with that. We can agree <laughs> with that. But the thing is, the Patriots, and the, while the Steelers are the Ravens rivalry, the Steelers are a team that I want to see on the field and I want to see the Ravens beat them. I want to see them make the playoffs just to see the Ravens slay them. Yes, the Patriots is a team I don't want to see in the NFL. I don't want to see that. I, w- I hope next year they're over sixteen. So that's how <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not going to happen. We got to do a whole football episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. But so which that's works why... since Corbin played football? See, we're bringing it back. It, exactly, and and that's the thing. Corbin went from that go away heat to mm-hmm. now. Nah, this is legitimate heat. So you know, I I, I see you you like the heel in this perspective. I do. I do. I have a King Corbin shirt because I just was like, who's buying your shirt besides me and your oh. friend Blake? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just, I love it. I think that the real heroes are the ones putting over these baby faces. And that's yeah. what Corbin has done for Roman Reigns. So I guess at WrestleMania 3, you would have been rooting for Andre instead of Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. You never know. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. AJ Styles, Undertaker. Now, this is going to seem weird because, like you said, it's in the performance center, and I don't think they're going to do the full smoke, the presentation where AJ Styles. They have to. They're not going to do that for it's mania. We need to see. Even if I see it through my TV, I need to see it. I'm with the coffin too. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay. All right. Now. How you feel about this match? Is do AJ Styles have a chance? He does. Mm-hmm. I think there will be some interference there. And I'm wondering who could interfere on Undertaker's part. Really, like 
no one. What do you what? think? Who's ever beefing with the OC at the time? Um, I guess that I would be nice to see. I think that's the only way I would be. I would see AJ Styles beating him just because the Undertaker is so protected in WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't see Styles beating him on his own, but I think they want us to buy into the OC so much that it can happen that way. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm excited for AJ Styles with this one for somebody who was born and bred TNA to be able to get these opportunities with the WWE, to be able to get uh, a long WWE championship run, to be able to yes. get a match with The Undertaker, it shows that, like, wait a minute, maybe Vince doesn't always, isn't as stubborn. He seems to be, you know, Ric Flair was the only, the, like, the first person to really be, like, a major champion who was champion somewhere else. But now, you, I mean, granted, like, Booker T had a run. A couple of people had runs, but AJ Styles yes. had, like, a legitimate face of the company run, face of the franchise. You know, let's all talk about the women's matches before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, I said that to me, this whole story now shifts because the biggest thing Charlotte kept selling us on was that she's used to coming out in front of crowds of 70,000 plus and Rhea yep. Ripley wasn't. How you feel well, about this Maria's now? Rhea's used to being in the performance center. <laughs> That's what I was saying. You know? Is this home field advantage for Rhea Ripley now? Maybe. I don't think... I mean, every turf is the queen's turf. Okay. <laughs> I believe that. I think after Rumble, I was annoyed at this match. I was annoyed to see Charlotte win. I was mm-hmm. just like, uh, uh. But... I'm into it now because they built it up so well. Okay. The way they had her cut that promo when she was like, they all said I looked like Charlotte. Like, she has this chip on her shoulder that she has to prove something. We know Rhea Ripley is a star. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great match. I'm looking more forward to this match than other ones. I will say this. The thing that irritated me was, in the beginning, we saw Bianca Belair show a huge presence Absolutely. And then for them to have Charlotte, you know, kind of just beat her clean and go forth. Now, rumor in innuendo on the dirt sheets Uh says Charlotte went into business for herself. And that, you know, was supposed to be a dirty pen and Charlotte left it to be a clean pen. I heard that one. Yeah. And I kind of believed it because the way Bianca killed at the rumble mm-hmm. there had to be something next like you don't do what she did at the rumble to then lose to charlotte the way she did so that's why i kind of believe a little bit of that but you know charlotte slips up sometimes this ain't the first time this ain't the first time we've heard this mm-hmm. but i think i don't think Rhea getting this match stifles at all what bianca's doing like she's got everybody's eyes on her no matter what she's the one person who they just can't seem to bury. If you think about uh-uh. a lot of times, she had to run where she was undefeated. She fell, lost to Shayna Baszler. You may remember years ago, Matt Morgan, I think it was Matt Morgan, had this long run. He was undefeated. He lost. Okay. Never heard from him again. Bianca, you still can't. Didn't, if we even with you know against Rhea. I mean, which uh, yeah, Shayna she came up short. With Rhea she came up mm-hmm. short. But you still, she's still the EST of NXT. She's still crossover appeal. And there was a time where I was constantly saying that I think Charlotte's going to be the greatest of all time. And I had to scale back on that because I think it could, Bianca, it's between those two. Bianca's amazing. And I can't wait to see her, like, rip the entire roster, the main roster. I can't wait. She's Mm -hmm. earned it. She beasted. Like, her at Rumble was just like, the happiest time I've ever had in wrestling. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Because it was so unexpected, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is it. So, But I feel like, like I said, the Rhea the Charlotte thing is, is making sense to me after they built it up that, you know, she used to have the similar look. She has a chip on her shoulder, blah, blah, blah. And how, you know, Charlotte can't get rid of her NXT background. I feel like they've built it up well. I, I'm yeah. excited to see what happens. They did. And then just, to see what's next. Because I'm like, are we just moving Charlotte to NXT if she wins? Like, I think Rhea Ripley gets put over uh, strong in this one. But I think Bianca Belair is going to be right, waiting right there in the wings. Waiting. <laughs> you know, or maybe she gets promoted to the main roster and does her thing there. Um, 
And I would love to see Bianca. Like, what was it when they had the the takeover episode? Her up against Carmella. That was a thing right there. Her, like, I, I can see her against so many people. Like, I just think it, it she, her future is, it's gonna happen. Great. And her husband's on Raw. <laughs> this yes. is sad. Oh. Uh, Makes uh, sense. Yeah. And then last Big Tree Profits fan, too. I love that. Oh, yeah. Me, yes. too. I, I, I was happy they got the titles. I'll tell you this. I'm happy they got the titles with a crowd because that's a team. You yes. want that energy. Like, the cup. You need that. And all that stuff. And Montez Ford is a star. Um, <clears throat> it's unfortunate that we've, a lot of times, some of us have been conditioned to look at the Marty Jannetty versus Shawn Michaels. Thank you, Miz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but when you see it, you see Montez Ford. He's a star. I hope Angelo Dawkins can keep up. I don't want to see them break up no time soon. But no, I can definitely see Montez not. Ford. You know. You can't break them up anytime soon. Absolutely yeah. not. I can see them, you know, maybe putting each other over, just like the way the New Day didn't have to break up for Kofi to be a champion. I like that. And I think that, that Big E is up next. Like, I think okay. you can still have a brotherhood and have one person, you know, take the reins for a little bit. I hope that happens for Montez. There you go. I hope so. And then last but not least, Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Britt, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Last year, I was super invested in Becky Lynch. I was excited. I was all for the man. I'm over her. I've been over her since October. (laughs) Uh, I think they know that, too, because she's she's not a face anymore at all. She's coming out here trying to take Corbin's heat, you know? Coming out here with the crown on, like the sunglasses. I'm like, okay, Becky, you trying to make us hate on you like I don't I'm confused the truck yeah. Becky's time Be- come on did did she have the title too long in your opinion I would say yes but I'm going to say no because I couldn't see anyone else with it to be honest with you okay having that having a match to beat Becky the way they built her up it was just so hard for me to picture it I, I was excited for Naomi's return for Liv's return, and it just happened to not be up for Becky. I thought it was someone coming for Becky. But the way she talks, it's true. No one has really challenged her to take the belt in a way that would make sense in the business. You ain't think about um, Sasha? When Sasha came back? No, because Sasha was up under Bailey the way she still is. We want to see Sasha versus okay. Bailey. Why don't they give it to us? You want to see that right now? I'm just thinking, for me, for Sasha to return and then become Bailey's sidekick again, that's not that's not what I felt. I was like, she she got the new wig. Like, come on, give us everything you got, Sasha. Like, be a legit boss. A legit boss doesn't walk around with the champion and wrestle sometimes. A legit boss would have bossed up. Like, I. Hmm. So no, this this I'm, I'm glad we having this conversation. And I cringe during her promos. I just really cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So I was saying, and I've been very vocal. I don't want to see them wrestle each other at this year's WrestleMania before the COVID nineteen pandemic. I didn't want to see it because I wanted to see the I wanted to see the seeds being planted now. Hogan Macho Man esque where next year it's going to be a big build, it's going to be a big explosion. Yeah. You bring up when Sasha came back. If she would have came back and went after Bailey, I would have loved that. But mm-hmm. I am trying to give this heel Bailey um a chance because I actually like it. I know a lot of people don't. It's just like it was so the transition wasn't smooth from hugger to heel. It okay. just And then I kind of liked a little bit of what she when remember when she first turned and she was kind of confused with it, like yeah. she was kind of like, "I'm your role model, blah blah blah." I'm this, like she wasn't as such an overt heel. She was like a, like like an accidental heel, like kind of like a I a feel. little bit like an Alexa Bliss type of vibe, you know? Like, oh, you guys don't like me? Like what? Like you know? But I just, <sighs> I really think that they are stronger if you just like push them away. They don't have to beef with each other. Okay. But, like, I feel like I'm not seeing as much of Hila Bailey because I'm always looking at the boss next to her. Or I'm not seeing enough of Banks because I'm always looking at the girl actually holding the title next to her. 
That's true. That's true. You bring up a good point. I'm glad somebody was able to, you know, have a good conversation <laughs> with me about this instead of just being like, no, they need to fight each other. They need to fight each other. It's like, no. Yeah. But you know, I want, not I right just... now, but they need to fight separately. <laughs> okay. Now, would you mind seeing them win the tag titles again? That's what I want to see. I wouldn't mind it. You know, I wouldn't mind it. I would love I to see them regain them at WrestleMania. I would even sacrifice not having Rush and Bailey to have a match. Just give us Bailey, Sasha in a tag match. I mean, I know it seems like they're going to do Oscar probably versus Natty mm-hmm. and uh, Beth Phoenix, but I would love to see them win the tag titles. I would. I wouldn't be mad at that again, especially because of the drama that we're not sure if it was real or not. That afterwards of how they lost the titles. Exactly. And now the iconics are missing in action. It's a good time. <laughs> Yeah, but now you know we gotta talk about Shayna Baszler before we get oh, out of here. Shayna, God, <laughs> I know we 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 went to because you know it's the four horsewomen, right? So we had to talk about nice. all of them. But Shayna, do do you do you see Ronda Rousey returning to help Shayna or to be there waiting for Shayna? Perhaps how you see this playing out? I would love to see Ronda Rousey just like come and wave at this point. Like <laughs> I think. Since WrestleMania, since realizing that, you know, she's not, she's still in shape to for a return. She didn't, you know, get pregnant and settle down the way a lot of people thought she would immediately. Mm-hmm. I think every pay-per-view we've been like, she coming here? She going to be here? She going to do this? She going to do that? This is a good outlet for her. And I think it makes it realistic, more realistic of the Shayna versus Becky thing. Because it kind of came out of like nowhere. It was just like, okay, Becky has a belt, so you're going to be for Becky. That's true. Like, I, did, I don't feel the animosity like I feel between Rhea and Charlotte. So mm-hmm. to have Ronda in the mix would be great. Does WWE ever give us what we want? <laughs> I think that they, they gave this us this too soon. We knew going to the Elimination Chamber, there was no way in the world anybody else was winning this match. And I was like, why did they... Would like, yeah, but do you think, like, Ronda's return would, like, dim some of Shayna's light? Um, it depends. That's a good question. I think, you know, my boy Blake had brought up a good point on one of our shows that you could do something with Rhonda and Shayna. And then now you're introducing the world of Shayna Baszler, win, lose, or draw, because now everybody knows who Rhonda Rousey is, but like, wait a minute, who's this prize fighter that can fight, that can kind of roll with her? Yeah, and then they go... They're good friends, so I'm pretty sure they would have, you know, they would work at making sure they put on the best match possible. But, you know, Becky's your, uh, essentially your stone cold at this point, so you don't want to just kick her to the curb. But I would love to see a Ronda versus Shayna feud. But if Shayna, I mean, I think that if Becky wins at WrestleMania, you that's almost a guarantee that Ronda's going to be right there waiting and say, hey, I'm coming back to yeah. get my belt. Yeah. But I don't want to see Ronda hold the belt. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't uh, either. I don't then, see that. Yeah, we, we, we went through a year with that. That's like Lesnar-esque. We don't need to see that. I can't. I can't with the part-timers. I really cannot. <clears throat> I want I want to see the title every week. And I get a lot of heat for it. Like, well, back in the day, we didn't have... like Look, that was back in the 70s and 80s. Shout out to my boy, Glenn, because I know he'll he probably... He's not alive then. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I come from Austin Rock. Every week, now, goodness mm-hmm. knows Triple H because Triple H had all the titles holding it all the time. All like... the titles, all the time. That's, <laughs> That's what it. I like. And you got these people traveling all the time on TV all the time. Like these are the people I'm invested in. So when it comes to Mania, I get it's a bigger draw, but I don't want to see people I don't see every week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, let's... Like, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, you go ahead. No, go ahead, because you, you, you was rolling. I don't want to stop you. I just feel like it makes the story even bigger when you've been, like, watching someone fight and fight and fight. Like, like Ricochet's first belt. Like, it meant something. We had watched him in NXT, and then we had watched him make the ring. Like, like seeing him ascend, like, you give a belt to Goldberg again, I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. That did nothing for my emotions. Because you want that moment where you're like, we were all rooting for you and you won, so we all won. But, like, I don't get that from someone who's held the belt a gazillion times, who's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Did you go to WrestleMania last year? I didn't. Oh, yeah. I I missed it, too. I wanted to... 
<sighs> I wanted to be in the crowd so bad. Uh, I was there when Naomi won uh, the championship back, and I shed a tear because to be the first African-American to win a singles title at WrestleMania, uh, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Shout out to Cedric Alexander, who would come back the next year and be the second. Um, yeah. But to see her do that, I was like, wow. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, and it in her was a moment. Time. You know mm-hmm. what it did it for me, speaking of like wrestlers of color, it wasn't so much like Kofi's win at WrestleMania. Like, that was amazing. But it was... The Xavier and Big E gauntlet match leading mm-hmm. up to it to get Kofi to WrestleMania. And then how the whole roster came out like that made me drop a tear more than his win did. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it was just like seeing them want him to get over so bad and wanting mm-hmm. it for him. And it was like we all wanted it for him. And then when the Usos refused to participate, like I was just like, oh, you guys are making me emotional. I can't take it. Every week in leading up to it, SmackDown was must-see TV. Yes. You know, and you think back to a year ago around this time. When SmackDown came on Tuesday nights, you stopped what you was doing because you wanted to see what was they going to throw in front of Kofi's way and how were they going to overcome it. And like you said with the Usos, I mean, that was just... That was a moment for the culture right there because and that's it was how it's just real. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was like you know we can't handle you, but we're not going to. I was like, yes, <laughs> come on, brother, and, come on. And even you know, Daniel Bryan is my favorite of all time. And and shout out to him, you know, you go to the, the the behind the scenes part of it because you know he would say stuff on camera, but he wouldn't like he would just toe the line just enough, like he made. Even somebody who's his biggest fan root against him, you know. Yes, <clears throat> and it wasn't like obvious jabs. Yeah, you know? it was that slick stuff. <laughs> yep, and even Kofi would go out there and tell him. He said, you know, I mean, he said on the they said on the podcast how Daniel Bryan was like adamant about putting him over. So mm-hmm. it, it was, I mean, it was phenomenal. <laughs> it was amazing, and these are the buildups that you can't have with Goldberg and Roman Reigns. <laughs> that you can't. That's just what I'm saying. Like it's just like, come on now. Uh huh. <laughs> well, Britt, I appreciate you coming <laughs> on. Uh, Thank you for having me. I hope oh, I behave myself. Oh no, this was this was great. You can tell we both waters this the way we acted. <laughs> um, what, uh, let the people know where they can find you. Um, I'm on social media. It's Britt Waters. So I T S B R I T T Waters, like the water you drink with an S. Is that how you explain this to people? <laughs> <laughs> Our last name. Exactly the way I say it, too. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, make sure you guys follow her. Ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. Just turn on the bell notifications so you will get notified. And if you listen on Apple, Google, Spotify, Hit the ranking system. You know, all that cool stuff. Keep doing what you're doing, Brian. We appreciate you. I appreciate it. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.